0: You are here on purpose, with a purpose, by design. Hello everyone and welcome back to Purpose by Design. I am Dr. Pamela and I'm so grateful that you are here tonight. So before we jump in, I wanna say this to you. Like it, share it, and subscribe. Do you see those buttons? I want you to hit those buttons Because when you do, you're sending a message out to the world that says, hey, these type of episodes, these programs, these podcasts, this stuff is needed. Plus, you're helping to promote my guests who you're going to get to know real well here in just a minute. So take that time, share it with somebody, send it in an email, whatever you need to do. Let's show the world what type of knowledge is really needed. So, with no further ado, I want to introduce my friend. I'm so honored to call you my friend, Eric. Eric, welcome to the Purpose by Design stage. (laughs) It's
1: a pleasure to be here.
0: So glad to have you here and to be part of this incredible series that we're doing, which is taking your health and your wholeness, your wholeness and your health on purpose, purposeful ownership of your life and your health you don't have to be stuck you don't have to just be ah the doctor said this or you know heredity says that or or even i just don't even know what to do to get unstuck we can take our health by storm on purpose and by design and that's why i asked you to come on tonight so that you could share your wealth of knowledge and help people see the light in these areas. So, would you share a little bit with our audience tonight and tell us who are you? Well,
1: Pamela, first off, thank you for having me. My, my name is Eric Sean. I have been in the fitness industry for over thirty years. Um, I'm a mindset coach. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a minister. I uh, personal trainer. There's a whole lot of different things that I do, but they all fit together. And the reason that they fit together so perfectly is because it deals with who we are, mind, body, and spirit. I mean, we operate on three different planes, right? And when one is out of a line, somebody wants to explain to me that it's like a, 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 a table with three legs. And when one of them is off, nothing, nothing stays in balance. Right. And, and the thing that I've noticed over my 30 years is that most people operate from a mind perspective. Uh-huh. Everything is everything is thought. Right. And that's where the insanity usually exists, because we are designed to operate from spirit. The way that it's supposed to be is that the spirit tells us what we're supposed to do, where we're supposed to go, what God put us here for. The mind is to help us to navigate, to get there. And the body is a means of transport. But what I've noticed is, is we get it all wrong because we operate from the mind and we think of things. And because it's not in alignment, a lot of times it creates dis-ease within us. What I specifically have discovered over the last 30 years is that there's a whole group of people. Well, there's it, it, it. It exists within all of us, but there's a specific whole group of people that are prisoners in their body. I've taken my my, my craft, and I've narrowed it down to a specific niche where I work with women who want to lose over 100 pounds because they are the epitome of all of our issues we we have over the years we we we've, we've come from some type of traumatic situation we've had some type of issue in our life and what happens is, is because we most of us have never been taught how to how to really be emotionally mature and how to take personal responsibility that shows up our insides we can only see them on the outside so the outside becomes a representation of all the disease and the emotional discomfort that's within. And the reason that I'm so passionate about this, Pamela, is because it's the, I'm the epitome of that. I never had a weight issue. For me, it was drugs and alcohol because disease is disease. It shows up in a lot of different forms, right? A spiritual malady, it shows up in a lot of different forms, working out and exercising and taking personal responsibility for my body led to taking personal responsibility for my life which ultimately changed everything it took me from a place of being a victim to a victor all from just working out that's where it started i started working with clients i started working out personally and notice how it changed my life that took me to a place where I wanted to share that with everybody because it was the first time in my life that I felt like I had some control over my my living situation, control over my reality. I wanted to share that with as many people as possible. So that's where it started with me. And then I started becoming, I got involved in training people. Once I got involved in training people, I met a lady named Sally and she changed my whole perspective on fitness. And just real briefly to share Sally's story, Sally wanted to lose 100 pounds. She had wanted to lose 100 pounds for a long time. When when, when, uh, Sally was in college, she was in the best shape of her life. She was a fitness model. I mean, just had an amazing physical presence. And she got sexually violated. She never was able to deal with that. And so her mindset changed. And and what happened is, is that she believed that if she gained all this weight, because it was because she looked so good that that happened. So if she gained all this weight, she would be invisible and she would be safe. And it wasn't until I was able to tap into that, that I realized that the mind controls the body. The body is can only deal with the stimuli that it's given from the mind. So that's really why I became so passionate about what I do. I do not understand why everybody doesn't take personal responsibility for their physical being. Number one, we have this spirit called the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Yes. Why not, why not have a clean temple? Why not have a powerful temple? give it a great place to live we all want to live in in, in an amazing uh, situation but but also what it does is it keeps our mind together it allows us to connect better with spirit the body is what we see every single day because we operate from a mindset or from from a place of the mind we deal with our senses So we get up every day, we look in the mirror and we judge ourselves based off of what we see. If we don't take personal responsibility for the presence that we see in the mirror, then -hmm. our self-esteem, our self-value, our personal worth, all of that is a reflection that we see every single day. And then we wonder why so many people are so angry and so full of doubt and so full of hate physical fitness and health is something it's it's people don't realize how important it is it's it should be one of the priorities is that we care about number one our physical health because our physical health affects our mental health i'm i'm passionate about i love what i do and i'm very passionate about it That's and good. my goal my goal is to help the world to discover, number one, that their love, at their core of their love, Mm -hmm. and their outside presence should always match up and be a representation, a physical representation of the love that they have within. But a lot of times we forget how much love we have within because what we see in the mirror does not represent that. Right. Oh
0: my gosh, you are just bowling strikes here, Eric. (laughs) one after another. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Absolutely. All right. So I wrote some things down. Okay. Well, first of all, you gave an amazing definition of the three-part being, the three-part being or three-part man. That was powerful. Uh, And I was going to ask if you would repeat that because you gave such a great definition of that that I think that anybody regardless of where they are on their walk or their journey can absolutely connect to that. Could you share that three-part vision that you gave again?
1: We're, we're trivalent individuals, meaning that we have three parts to our being and the way that it's designed is the spirit. Everything starts from the spirit because we're all here for a purpose. And that purpose is hidden within our spirit. So our spirit already knows where God wants us to go, what we're supposed to be doing. So that spirit basically communicates with the mind and the mind's goal or job is to navigate us to get there. It's to see if we go this way or if we go that way. The body, the simplest thing that the body, the only thing the body's designed to do is to be a means of travel. So the spirit sees, the mind the mind handles logistics and the body handles travel.
0: I love that. I love that. The body handles travel. That is so good. I have said the body's along for the ride, but I really like that the body is the travel. So you also said that that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You mm-hmm. said the Holy Spirit lives inside us. And so wouldn't we want the Spirit to have a clean, healthy home? Wouldn't a clean, beautiful home? Like you liken that to our living quarters, you know, that we have a a nice, decent, healthy place to live. It doesn't matter how big or how little that it's nice and that it's healthy and that it's clean. Right. It's quality. So when would you qualify that a little bit uh, before I ask you the next question based on some of the things that you have said here about having that abode? and for god or for the the spirit for the holy spirit to live in because i don't really know how many people connect with that the way that you you said it perfectly but i think there might be folks out there going wait what spirit what living in me what you mean he needs a clean clean vet? what like what does that mean to have that healthy state that healthy abode for God to dwell in, how is that going to obviously connect to your mind and help you travel physically?
1: I'm going to attempt an analogy. Sometimes <laughs> they work perfect. Sometimes they don't. When, when a lot of us were, were going through school, our parents would buy us these houses or these places to live. They would, they would pay for our rent. They would expect us to do our job. And our job would be to keep it clean, to keep it organized um same thing with god god allowed us to have this physical existence the thing that he expects from us is for us to keep it clean for us to have it be disease free right a lot of times people think that disease is normal that's it's not normal we're 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 not designed to be sick come on we're we're just not Our sickness comes because we don't keep our connection with spirit. And like I was saying before, we think from the mind. We think from the mind. When we think from the mind, we can't be connected with with the spirit because it's out of order. And because it's out of order, then we create situations where since we don't know where we're going, we, we place judgment on where we are right, which creates a lot of internal doubt. So now we've created this, this vessel that's full of full of doubt, that's full of self-loathing, that's full of self-hate, that's full of all this dis-ease. And now the spirit is existing in the middle of all this junk. Mm. It's like our parents gave us a place to, to, to live and we just fill it up with all kind of, we don't throw the trash away, we don't clean right? We don't, we, we we don't, we don't learn how to, we don't do self-development to learn how to deal with emotions. We, we, we don't uh, go to the gym. So now we, this just, the vessel, if the vessel is clean, if we're connected with spirit,
0: yeah.
1: if we're really connected with spirit, then the body, the body has the ability and the mind has a lot to do with it, the energy and all of that, but we, the body is designed to heal itself, but a dirty vessel cannot create cleanliness, it
0: can't. That is so good, you know, I got this visual when you were talking of of an RV, you know, a recreational vehicle, right, and how a, a family could pack themselves all up in there to make that trip to Disney World or whatever, right, but if, the vehicle isn't ready for the trip; they're not going to get there. That's what I thought of as you were as you were speaking. That's powerful. And you also said oh, this. I thought, oh my gosh, he has to just re- just repeat this statement, but expound on it for us. Prisoners in their own body. Whoa, whoa, that is that's a, that's a place to like, stop. We need a stoplight right there, you know, on red pause. Are you a prisoner in your own body? How did you come up with that terminology? How did you come upon that, that you saw people that many of them, and you're so right, are prisoners, but in their own bodies like that, that is just so profound. Eric, tell us about that.
1: It, it, uh, I don't know why, but I just got very sad listening to you say that, and the reason why is because I run into people every single day who are held hostage by their bodies because they have not invested in it at all. They've come to the conclusion that their body is operating against them. They don't, they don't, we don't realize that we are the only person that can set ourselves free. We have the key. All the resources that we ever need are right there. But because we think that we're a victim of circumstances. I've worked with a lot of women who are extremely obese. They can't can't get up and walk for too long because their body is in control right they they have these aches and pains that they have no control over i got a message earlier today from a guy who has he can't he he went through some type of trauma but he has a issue with his leg and i asked him what his goals were and his only goal was to figure out how to be mobile again you know when we're kids when we're kids we take so much of this for granted You know, we take everything for granted. And as we age, and as we, you know, the bodies, we, we're self, when the mind is healthy, when the mind is healthy, self-actualization is present. Meaning that we wanna be the best version of ourselves as possible. So when you have somebody who has gotten to a situation, where they no longer have hope because their body is working against them. There's no way to look at it as anything other than a form of insanity. (laughs) Something has taken place to knock us off that our natural self-actualization. All of us are designed to want to be the best version of us as, as we possibly can so when that changes there's there's no other way to it to describe it as insanity and it all comes from the disease yes but so many people pamela are prisoner of their body they no longer can make their body do what they want it to do they act choose to to to, uh, all kinds of medical issues. So many people take 30, 40 pills a day and that's their means of Mm self-care. When in all reality, if a lot of them, high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, if they would just get up and move, if they would just, realize how much power we've been blessed with and how many resources God has instilled within us. If they would just get up and move and then move a little bit more the next day and move a little bit more, they could get off the majority of the medications.
0: That is so powerful. Get up and move. You know, I, I have a friend who is a fitness instructor, and she will always say, move it or lose it, move it or lose it. And it reminded me of her when you said that, but get up and move. So to that person who is sitting out there tonight, who is a hundred pounds or, or more, and maybe they are aching, maybe they're saying, but Eric, you don't know how much my back hurts. You don't know how much it, it, I'm, I'm in so much pain because of my knees or my ankles or maybe my hips uh, walking. From one part of the house to the other is all I can do. Is that where they should start? How do they get up and move? What, would, what do you tell them to, today, tonight, Who is li- those people that are listening, that are saying, I want to do what you're saying, but you don't know how, how much I hurt. Where do they start?
1: They start with taking three steps. If you can only take three steps today, take them three steps. And tomorrow, hopefully, you'll be able to take five steps. And the next day, you'll be able to take seven steps and nine steps and 12 steps and walk across the street and walk down the street, right? Um, But if you just sit there, what's ultimately going to happen is is that pain is going to get worse because now your mind is more connected to the problem and not connected at all with the solution. And every day that you sit, you concentrate more on the pain till that pain becomes your mindset and you convince yourself the complete opposite of the truth. And that is, is that you're powerless and you forget how powerful you are because now your mindset is connected with nothing but pain. That's really what I specialize in. Uh, you know, I've been a trainer for 30 years, but what I specialize in is helping individuals to reclaim their power and helping them to realize that they can do things that they never thought possible, to help them to believe in themselves, to encourage them, to empower them, because we all need somebody like that. But at the end of the day, you are the only person that will ever be able to save you. Nobody's coming to rescue you, nobody's coming, you, it's it's. there has to come a day where you say, I am so sick and tired of sitting in the same spot while the world is moving around me. While everything is happening, I'm so tired that once again this year, I don't have the strength to go spend time with my family for Thanksgiving. I am so sick and tired of feeling like my body hates me and being sick and tired then you will hopefully decide i'm not doing this anymore i understand what this side of pain feels like the little bit of pain that i'm going to go through to transition into the powerful specimen that god has created will ultimately be
0: worth it that is so true and as you're saying that i'm thinking there's pain of like oh This is, I I should not be doing this right now. And then there's the pain that leads to recovery. And that's what I'm hearing you talk about is the pain that's leading to recovery. And if if I'm following you on this, a lot of that choice of, is this pain that's leading me down this destruction or pain to recovery has to do with what we are allowing here right because spirit god is life and goodness and you keep saying the word power so god is all power and if he is if his spirit is dwelling in us then we have that power in us right so we can either say this this pain is unto death right or we can say this pain is unto life, like that recovery. When somebody wakes up from having surgery, there is pain there because they, there's incisions or whatever, but the pain is for recovery. And that's what I'm, I'm hearing. And if you're in the hospital and you've had surgery, they're not telling you don't get up and move. They're probably pulling you up out of that bed and telling you to move then you're yelling, ow, I can't, this hurts. And they're saying, too bad, so sad. Get up and move. And so what I'm hearing you say here is that even if we're taking those two steps, two steps or three steps, we're activating our power. We're activating our superpower really is what we're doing. And now the pain mindset is going to shift from I'm powerless to this, to I have power over it and begin to walk into recovery. That is mind blowing, Eric. And people need to hear this because otherwise we stay, as you put it, prisoner. We stay a prisoner in our body instead of being able to be in charge of our body, right? Yep.
1: yep. Every every single every single step changes our belief. Every single step. If our <laughs> If our belief right now is that I cannot walk, this weight this weight is killing my knees, I am in so much pain. The moment that we get up and we take one step, what we've done now is that we've created a polar opposite against what that belief is. So we can't even believe that we can't walk with the same belief that we had before, because now we have doubt. Is that, can I really walk? I just walk the step when we take another step again, it's going to change that belief. And and when we get to three or four steps, that belief that we can't walk, we can't even say it with the same confidence anymore, because we've proved that not to be true. So taking a couple steps is going to do a couple things. The first thing that it's going to do is it's going to exercise the body and the body gets stronger with every step. And as the body gets stronger, the belief gets weaker. And the new belief and the new person that we want to transition into now has some breathing room. Now, now it has some support. Now, every step matters. You know, somebody, somebody once explained to me: if you get a brand new car and you let that car sit, the longer you let it sit, you're going to need new brakes. You're gonna, you're gonna need repairs on that car, even, even without even driving it because it's designed to drive.
0: Yeah, it's made to
1: move. It's designed to move. Our bodies are made to move. So the less movement, the more pain and the more aches we're gonna acquire. So any little step towards where you wanna be, so many benefits to it. Oh, That is so,
0: so true. A car is made to be driven. And so if you're just letting it sit in your driveway and you're never driving it, you're actually doing more damage to it than putting some miles on it. Yep. Man, that is, that is so powerful. Okay, so you also said that people need to be responsible with their bodies, responsible, take responsibility with their uh, physical health, but you connected the opposite of not taking that responsibility, right? To being emotionally naive. Now that's a mic dropping statement. Whoa, tell me what does emotion, what did, how did you come, where did you discover this? Like that? I I agree with you a hundred percent, but to say emotionally naive, and you were talking about there's people all over the place that are this way. So all of us, in some form, fashion, another, whether it's right now today or tomorrow or it was 10 years ago, are, have come through these places where we're emotionally naive. And you're saying that's affecting your body, that's affecting your health, it's affecting the way you think, and it's keeping you from being your best. So expound on that to us a little bit about this being emotionally naive.
1: I I think the biggest example was when I discovered within myself that I didn't understand my emotions. I didn't understand how to express myself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When you aren't able to identify emotions, when you aren't able to express emotions, when emotions are confusing and especially when they're when they become negative and anything that's we're, we're we're either creating or disintegrating right so we're either expressing our emotions or they're eating us alive I had a discussion with somebody the other day and in, and in, in a lot maybe a lot of people won't agree with me but The world is full of the most loving people on the planet because we come from agape love. We are full of love. Yes. But that love is covered up with the inability to express ourselves, the inability to take personal ownership, the inability to trust, the inability to be ourselves because as children we were not most so many of us weren't taught to acknowledge who we are we weren't taught that it's okay for us to be different we weren't taught that everybody has a different path and so because we are we've been so domesticated and because we have we've been taught that it should be this way when we have a feeling or a thought or whatever that goes against that we don't know how to express it we don't know how to take ownership of it so we hold it inside and it ferments and it becomes very uncomfortable and it creates so much dis-ease and so much self-hate and so much self-loathing and so much doubt and fear and all of that we regurgitate to the world wow wow but most of us are emotionally naive because we do not we 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 have never given ourselves permission to acknowledge how we feel we've never been taught really how to deal with it we've never been taught to let things go
0: Mm.
1: and all of that comes out any trauma we've gone through all of that eats us alive and that dis-ease it it creates a cancer in our body and it creates illness and it creates sickness and it smothers the holy spirit and then we no longer are in a position where we remember that the body is a self-healing mechanism Mm
0: -hmm. Wow, that's huge. So, where does somebody? I have I have another question, but that I want to ask you about Sally. But before we get there, where does a person start so they realize, you know what, Eric, you're talking to me. Oh, you were talking to me tonight. I was never taught how to acknowledge. I I I have a lot of things that have fermented within me. Boy, where do I start? H- how do I start? I don't know where to start, Eric. What, what do you say to that person tonight?
1: I, I, would, I would begin by telling them a little bit about my story but I, I won't go really through my story. But what I will say is, is that I uh, had a very abusive childhood. I, I had so much self-doubt, so much hate. Um, I I had gangrene of the spirit. I um, was in and out of foster homes, uh, grew up with the inability to control my emotions, ended up sleeping on couches, eating out of garbage cans. And one day, one day I looked in the mirror and I I said to myself, I do not know if I can go on living like this, but I knew I didn't want to die and at that moment i said god i need something different and at that moment that was the moment that i decided that i was worth investing in that i was worth taking ownership of anything that i didn't know because my child i'm i'm 35 years old living living backwards I'm 35 years old, stuck in what happened when I was a child. At that moment, and this is the same thing that they have to do, is look in the mirror and say, I want something different. And if I want something different, I need to take responsibility and do anything in my power to find the answers that I did not know or that I haven't been taught. And once you're in a position, because the universe is always conspiring on your behalf, God is God is always, always He lets you go wherever. But the moment that you want to get back on track, it's not a hard, it's not a hard task. Once, once you look in that mirror and you say, "I want something different," and I'm willing to do what I need to do to get there, you will be amazed. And that's what it takes. It takes getting to a place where you're so sick and tired of being sick and tired and you no longer have full trust in yourself that you look somewhere else for an answer. Once you start looking, the answer will appear. You know, I'm real big in self-development. I think it's our everybody's responsibility to shine as bright as possible this beautiful light that God has given us. I am responsible for keeping this vehicle clean and healthy. That's my responsibility. And so I can figure out the tools that are needed to do that.
0: I love what you said there. It's one statement away, one prayer away, one cry out away. I want something different.
1: There's an old saying, you can't teach those who know. When you <laughs> lose when you lose doubt, you know, Bob Proctor has, has the video of the fly. I love that video, because the moment that we keep trying to do the exact same thing and we figure out that it has, it is not working and it has never worked, and we look for another option, the option is it, it appears, you know, it absolutely appears. And so that's, that's really what has to happen is that we have to lose doubt in what we've been trying to do and be willing to do something different.
0: That's it right there. We have to be willing to do something different. Yeah. And so if you're willing to do something different, then you're willing to ask for help. You're willing to say, oh, I need something different. And then you best not continue to repeat what has not been working, right? I love yeah. that, You can't teach those that know. <laughs> I'll say those that think they know, right? right Um, right. (laughs) wow okay so back to Sally you said that when you were working with her you had that like epiphany aha moment whatever you want to call it where you realized that her physical challenges were the root was something else and that she didn't even know that and that you helped her to tap into that. And so how, how did you do that? How did that happen? How did you go from, here's Sally, my client, to now, here's Sally. Oh, she has, her problem isn't her weight gain. That's like a, a symptom, right? This is what it is. Tell us about that process.
1: Sally, it, it, it was Through talking, I got very curious because Sally had had five or six trainers before me. And what would happen is, is that she would lose 10 or 15 pounds and then she would gain it back. She would lose 20 pounds and gain it back. She would lose 15, 20 pounds and gain it back every single time. And so the more we talked, for some reason she got comfortable enough and she shared with me her college experience. And it all clicked to me that what happens is is every time that Sally loses 20 pounds, that belief that she's unsafe, the better she looks, the more unsafe she is, the more that she's a victim. Every time that she loses 20 pounds, that belief kicks in. And then that belief takes over. And so the desire for her to lose weight was not as great as the belief that if she loses weight, she would be a victim again. And so we slowly started working through that belief system we slowly started changing her mindset. We slowly started to let her lose weight. And once she got to 30 pounds, she felt more empowered. And she realized that she was 30 pounds lighter and she was just as safe as she was before. When she lost 50 pounds, she was just as safe as she was before. And in fact, she felt better. She felt more in control. She felt and, and was able to tap into that power that we're all given all the way up to where she lost hundred pounds. But she helped me really understand that we're not controlled by anything except for our beliefs. Yeah. Whatever belief we have, that belief will always dominate. And until we have a desire that's initially strong enough And we support that desire, and we feed that desire. That desire will eventually have the ability to be more powerful than our belief, and that's when we have success.
0: And that belief that's dominating you—you don't—you don't don't even need to know that it's there. It doesn't sound like Sally walked into trained with you and said, hey, you know what? I can't lose this weight because I have the wrong self-image because this happened to me and I'm scared to lose weight even though I want to. She didn't walk in knowing that, right?
1: Not at all. Not at all. But it's a, it's the same thing that most of us, most of us have a belief that is more powerful than whatever our desire is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the belief is, is, is either that, it may be that we feel like that we'll always be healthy, right? It may be that we're in, we're invincible. Mm-hmm. It may be that I don't have the time to invest, whatever that belief is. Unfortunately, a lot of us, we won't prevent getting sick. We'll allow ourselves to get sick,
0: mm-hmm. right? I mean, then yes. once, once we
1: when, get say sick- that
0: again. Say that again. That was a home run. Say that again. Most of us won't that that belief will prevent us from taking the
1: action so that we won't get sick but then once we get sick then now we have a whole different belief right and that belief now becomes i can't do this because the doctor says i have this ailment or i have that ailment or this is wrong with me Mm -hmm. and that's what happens a lot of times a lot of times We'll, we'll get diagnosed with something. And the problem, the whole reason that we got diagnosed with it is because there was so much disease within us that whatever our belief is, it prevented us from taking the actions to stay healthy. And now we have a whole, we, we, we figured out how to make that belief even, even more detrimental because now the doctor says that this is my problem and I, how can you expect me
0: to do anything? Right. Compounds it. Right?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Wow.
0: So if the person is lost, or has a lot of weight that they're wanting to lose, they're, they're having a hard time or they are bouncing back and forth on the scales like you're talking about, Where, is the place to start to simply begin to reflect? Is there something else that's holding me back? Uh, is it to talk to God? What, what do they do to begin to unravel and pull those layers back and say, hmm, why, really why am I having such a hard time getting healthy? You know, sometimes,
1: sometimes, especially what I found is, is people who really have a, 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 a serious weight issue, they've tried everything, They've, they've had small successes, but then they failed. They had small successes and then they failed. And I think a lot of the times the, the, the belief that dominates them at this moment is that I will never be able to lose this weight. Sure. And, and, and they'll get support from their thoughts. They'll start to do something and then their mind. will say to them, why are you even doing this? Remember you've done this so many times. Just, just don't even waste the effort right? There's no reason to do it. So most of the time, it's not even initially about figuring out what the belief is. It's really to create a new belief. And the new belief is is that I am determined to have success. But how do you judge success? So ultimately, what has to happen is, is they have to make a goal. They have to decide that I want to be able to walk across the street. I want to be able to lose 50 pounds. I want to be able to lose 100 pounds. And based off of that goal, they have to begin to take action and move in that direction. That's ultimately what has to happen. So we can, it's always a belief and it's great to know what the belief is, because once you know the belief, then you can counter the belief with the polar opposite of it. But ultimately the goal is, is not to focus on the belief, but to create a whole new belief.
0: Love that.
1: You can wake up every morning and say, I am powerful. God has instilled in me the ability to change my life at any given moment. And then to take an action that supports that. Yes. I know that I can do this because I come from the most high. And I know that if I believe in his feats, then I will be able to do even greater ones. Yes. Whatever, the, it's, it's a matter of deciding what you want and breathing life into it. And the way we breathe life into it is with our thoughts, with our mindset. And the way we support that is by taking actions. So I have a goal of losing 50 pounds. I know that I can lose 50 pounds because I have greatness within me. And I support that by getting up, even though my knees are killing me, even though my back is killing me and I I can barely stand. I stand for four minutes. I sit back down. My goal tomorrow is to stand for five minutes. Hmm. Ultimately, regardless of what, what obstacles stand in the way, focus on the goal. And the goal is to lose 50 pounds. And if you focus on that goal and you focus and you believe that you're going to accomplish that goal, all the obstacles will fall to the wayside. Wow. They'll disappear because you'll, now you're living in the solution. Now you're so focused. On it. Now you're so focused on the success that you forgot the, the the fact that that you don't believe that there won't be any success. It's all a matter of what you believe. It's not a matter of power because we've been instilled with more power than we could ever use. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, we we have God within us. So how could the problem ever be the power?
0: Now you just got to believe it. That is so good. I love that. Living in the solution. Boom. Living in the solution. And that has to start here.
1: Yeah. Most of us are so stuck in the problem. The problem is, is that I have high blood pressure. The problem is, is my cholesterol is so high. You know, the problem is, is that I'm 50 pounds overweight or a hundred pounds overweight or 200 pounds overweight. That's the problem. we get so focused on the problem that we don't, we, we never consider the solution. The solution is to lose the weight. The solution is to change the way that we eat. But we don't even, we, we, we can't focus on that because we are so focused on the problem. And then once we're focused on the problem, then we get into a victim mentality and victims never, ever, ever win.
0: Right, right. So we want to be focused on the solution. And you're right, because a person could say, well, you know, I, I have this is my problem. And so the answer then is, again, and I'm not against medication, but the, the the answer is this little pill. The answer is I can't move. The answer is I won't be able to do that anymore, which is enforcing the problem. It's not a solution. It's It's like I'm trying, I'm looking for the word right now, but it it is not the solution. It might be an answer, but it's not the solution. It's just settling, isn't it? It's just settling into that problem instead of looking for a better way to live. I love that. That is so powerful. I can I
1: remember, tell I remember when I was when I was growing up, I used to hear these stories of these grandmas who would, would lift cars to get their granddaughters from underneath it and all this other stuff. And, and and the reason that they were able to do it is because for a moment they forgot that they couldn't do it.
0: I love that, that is so and true.
1: They got so focused on what had to happen that they forgot that it it, it was a feat that was impossible. And right. I think that that's the way that we should start looking at ourselves. Whatever it is that we want, let's forget that it's it's impossible. Let's forget the fact that we can't do it because think of how many amazing things has ha- happened and changes in the world that nobody expected that would happen, right.
0: right?
1: So so nobody has ever, what if the lady who had cancer and six months later after going through this, that, or whatever she went through, the cancer was gone. They, 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 they couldn't find traces of the cancer. What if she really believed what the doctors told her, and that is, is that the cancer has spread all through her body, and there's absolutely no way for her to her, her to live. What if yeah. she she bought into that and just says, "Forget it, there's no point." Right, right. I mean, we can even we can even take it to. I'm not the person to say that if the doctor has put you on medication, not to take your medication. That's not what I'm saying, because you you have been so irresponsible with taking care of yourself, not everybody, but a general statement that Mm -hmm. now you have to resort to this medication to take care of you. All I'm saying though, is that the goal should not be to stay on the medication. Yes. Right, the goal should be to learn as much as you can learn, to gather the facts, and most importantly, to believe that your body is capable of healing itself and you will one day not need this medication.
0: But a lot of times
1: we get on medication and now that, that, that does what we should be doing. That now becomes the solution. And it's not the solution because the one thing that we know is, is that every medication, I'm so glad that I'm not on any medication. And the reason why is I read these ads and they scare me. It's like you could have a headache, and you take a medication for the headache and you could have serious migraines and you could take the medication, but now you got five or six other things. And, yeah. and I'm, like, I'm better with the migraine. <laughs> the, goal, <laughs> the goal should always be to be yeah. self-reliant and to not have to take any medication at all. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how we're designed. We're designed to not ever have to be in that situation.
0: That is so good. Well, you sound like a a health and fitness and mind coach that knows what he's talking about, Eric. (laughs) You sound like you have just a little knowledge on these subjects.
1: Yeah, my 30 years hopefully hasn't gone to waste.
0: (laughs) No way, no way. I can tell that it hasn't. And you're pouring so much of it into us tonight. And we're so grateful uh, for you to do this. You're answering so many questions and giving people hope who might have even given up on themselves, right? Or talking about how my mindset, my thinking should change, can change. It's okay to be on medicine. It's okay to get off of it too. It's okay to take a to take ownership of your physical well, wellness and health. So tell us more about you as a coach and about your program. I know you have, a, did you say it was a 12-week program?
1: Yeah, I, I, I put together... And, and actually, you know, it was something that was really inspired by Sally, <clears throat> but I put together a 12 week course, it's called Live Your Truth. And it's, it's, it's an intensive course of setting goals and understanding what, what, what self-love is and self-care and meal plans and workout programs. And the main point of it is, is to teach people how to take responsibility and ownership of how they feel, how they think, and what they expect their lives to look like. Live Your Truth is designed so that you can take personal responsibility and realize that you can create. We all have a truth within us. We all have a truth. And it's a matter of discovering what that truth is and living in an authentic life. Mm -hmm. If your outsides don't represent your insides, you're not living in a place of authenticity. The goal is to help people to live within their purpose, to live their truth, and to live their authentic passion. It's designed for women who need to lose 100 plus pounds. We deal with trauma. We deal with self-doubt. We deal with self-esteem. We deal with fear. We deal with you deciding that I am worthy And I deserve to love every part of me that I will make and commit to stepping, to creating a situation where I step out of the shower and I love what God has created.
0: That is beautiful and needed, Eric. There's so many women in general out there and I'm sure there are men too. But they don't love what they see in the mirror. They judge it. And they judge it in a way of failure, not good enough. I don't look like her. I don't feel like that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't compete. Right. And so what you're saying is through your program that all of that is going to change. Yes, your physical body is going to change, but that the whole mindset of not loving yourself, which is, uh, you know, we're talking about scripture, talks about loving yourself. You know, you love God and you love uh, yourself and you love your neighbor as yourself. But if we don't love ourselves, well, we're stuck right there already, aren't we? We're already yeah. stuck.
1: Yeah, yeah my good. my target and, audience is is... Everybody wants to be loved, mm-hmm. but these women want to really be loved. They want to experience love. They've experienced so many other things that aren't love. They want to experience love. And the thing a lot of times that none of us realize when it comes to the fact that we want to be loved is we don't get what we want. We get who we are. Because we don't know how to love ourselves, because we don't know how to show up for ourselves, because we don't know how to be our own personal advocate, we, we, we can't receive love. So the Course teaches them that not only are they worthy of love, I help to love them through the program, but at the end of the day, they have to learn how to love, honor, and cherish themselves. Yes. And that's what to learn. That's the biggest takeaway. And if I love myself, I make good decisions for myself.
0: Right. If I love myself, then I'm going to take care of my body. Yes. And I'm going to love it at every stage along the way.
1: Every stage.
0: Every stage.
1: Every stage. If I'm 400 pounds, I am going to love myself,
0: mm-hmm. but I'm
1: also going to realize that I can be better and I can do better. And it's not this is not the existence that I want, but I can still love myself at that point. So the problem is not the weight. The problem is the lack of self-love. And once we deal with the lack of self-love and the mindset, because obesity, and if you ask me, and I've always said it, obesity is not a condition. It's a symptom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The
1: condition is the disease. The condition is the self-hate. The condition is the low self-esteem, the, the, the condition is not being able to emotionally express or accept or deal with your emotions. Those are the the conditions. Once you deal with the conditions, the weight melts away because once I love myself, I am not going to make bad decisions or bad choices for myself.
0: Again, amazing and, and spot on. Uh, I'm thinking of the scripture that the love of God compels And that, you know, that's a King James version, but in our more common vernacular would be that the love, that love, the love of God, love, agape love, as you spoke of, will birth change. Absolutely. It will birth change. And so we can do uh, cardio, we can do push-ups and sit-ups, you know, till the proverbial cows come home. If we're not letting love lead us and change us. What I'm hearing you say is we're not getting rid of, rid of that fermentation. We're not changing anything that, we're not causing any change that will remain. We're not causing any change that will remain. It's kind of like painting that Easter egg, right? It might look pretty, but it's still an egg, <laughs> right?
1: <At the> end. <laughs> Absolutely, yes.
0: Wow, that is so powerful. I love how you said show up for yourself because we have to, it's proven, right? That if we will believe ourselves more than anybody else. And so if we won't show up for ourselves, then who will? And so in your program, now are these women from, do they just need to be able to show up at a studio with you? Can they come on a Zoom with you? Are you reaching across the nation and world? How does that work?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a course. It's a 12-week course, but there's also a Zoom, a weekly Zoom every week. And, and the reason that I think, and there's a Facebook group, but the, 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 the main reason that I do the Zoom is because I want everybody to realize you're not alone.
0: You know what? I just got to say that is good preaching tonight, Minister <laughs> Eric. <laughs> you are bringing it. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for being here on To Purpose by Design. You're why we do this. Otherwise, why would we be here? Well, Eric and I could sit around and chat, but uh, that wouldn't be nearly as much fun as knowing that what is being said is going to empower you. So remember what I said at the beginning, like it and share it. Would you find five people to send this message to? All you got to do is copy the link and send it to them. You can text it. You could email them. Put it to them on Messenger or Instagram, whatever. Send it to somebody and let's take Eric's message viral. Are you with me? Let's do it. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here today. Remember, you're here on purpose with a purpose by design, not by default. So go out there and keep being the salt and the light everywhere you go. See you next time. Bye.